What's up guys, here with you with FC Wonder Kid episode 46, here with my guy, Bretton. How are you? I'm doing I'm doing well, all things considered. You know, there's there's so much negativity in the world right now that I figured I gotta start this out, Alex. I mm. gotta start this out with just a quick, cool story coming from Major League Soccer. Um, I don't know, you're probably not following Major League Soccer as much as I am. But there's a new team this year called Charlotte, Charlotte Football Club in North Carolina. <laughs> they broke the MLS regular season record for attendance, 75,000 people. Okay? That's not the story. Here's the story. Oh. Have, you heard of, have you ever heard of Sasha Kleshton? Uh, Sasha? No, 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 no. Okay. He, he once played for the men's national team. He's like 36 now. Okay. But there's this story. There's this, uh, this thing that came out of it. That's so heartwarming, so much better than what we have to look at if we're on Twitter or whatever these days with Mexico and Ukraine and all these bad things going on. Sasha question 12 years ago, visited a children's hospital in Los Angeles. Okay. Mm -hmm. At that children's hospital, he met a kid named Chris, who I believe was like nine at that time or eight years old. And this kid, Chris was fighting liver cancer, cancer of the liver. Okay. OK, didn't have a good, you know, prognosis. Um, and in the end, uh, we, we fast forward 12 years later and Sasha Kleshton is playing uh, at Charlotte. He's playing for the Los Angeles Galaxy uh, with Chicharito and Efren Alvarez and, and some, you know, great players. And they go and they open up this new, not new stadium, but they open up this new uh, club's home opener in front of 75,000 people. He comes in, plays the last 40 minutes of the game across from a guy named Chris, a guy named Chris, who was just drafted by Charlotte. And this kid, Chris, was that exact liver cancer survivor from 12 years prior. And they swapped uniforms at the end of the game. So this was the kid that he met in the hospital 12 years ago, took a picture with him. And then now there's a picture circulating on the Internet of Sasha Kleshton and Chris Hegart who is a uh, rookie for Charlotte FC and uh, they're swapping jerseys on the field. And I, I can't think of a more heartwarming story than that. Well, what a um, wonderful way to start the pod, man. That is it's so that, cool. That, that, that's, that's, that was that motivation for the kid, like to make that oh. moment happen. No doubt. Right. And like yeah, I mean, 75K, you said like yeah. in Charlotte, I, I saw the, I saw the pictures and yep. I was, I was thinking to myself, is it 75,000 because it's an LA Galaxy game, though? Probably not. Probably okay. not. The, the, the Southeast right now, you got Atlanta United coming in, setting the bar really, really high. Orlando okay. City's got good numbers. Inner Miami's okay. But no, Charlotte, um, Charlotte is a hotbed. In fact, that whole area uh, of North Carolina, you can lump Raleigh and Durham and some other places. It's really known as a soccer football hotbed. But, uh, you know, it's really known as a up-and-coming, uh, well, actually, yeah, big. But anyway, I didn't want to take up too much time on that. I just figured we got to start with a happy start. No, right? no, no, no doubt. Like, that was a happy yeah. start. And, like, let's start here, too, with something that I love. It is predictions time. And Champions yeah. League is going to come next week. <laughs> and everybody asks, who do you think is going to win? Who do you th what do you think is mm -hmm. going to happen? So let's get to it and get these Champions League predictions up and going. So yeah. Chelsea Lille two nil in the first leg. How's it gonna go back in France? Is Chelsea gonna uh, go through? 
Yeah, Chelsea's going through. I Chelsea. don't think there's any question. So, Chelsea's going through. Villarreal's 1-1, first leg, second leg. Is Juve getting it done? I, I That's interesting you led with Juve getting it done. Um, originally, I really thought Villarreal was going to do this, but I don't know. Their, their La Liga contest this past weekend was not good, so I mm-hmm. am going to go Juve. Mm-hmm. Uh, even without my boy Weston McKenney, Locatelli <laughs> picking up the slack. Marata scored today. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be Juve. True, true, and and even Vlahovic too. Like he he, he was very oh. permanent. But the Locatelli link up to Vlahovic, like it seems like they've been playing since the start of the season. So great. I think Juve too. I agree with you, Breton. Right, so right. let's go here with uh, Inter Liverpool. Do you think Liverpool's going to settle it? Yeah, I do think Liverpool's going to settle it. Okay. Um, a lot of happy things, a lot of good things going on for Inter right now, especially mm-hmm. with uh, Robin Gozens getting his first minutes over this mm-hmm. last week. Uh, but mm, two zip, I think, is just too much to overcome for Inter. Mm-hmm. So two zip, uh, Liverpool goes. I agree with you. I agree with you. And then, yeah, Liverpool, they, they might rest some players if they get that first first half <laughs> knocked you, out. You like. Well, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if it gets to that stage, two nil, two nil up. So so yeah. So let's go with a bold one. Atletico, Man United, one one first leg. How's it going in the second? Yeah, um, I don't. First off, we have to figure out what's going on with a hip flexor of Ronaldo. Or he's gonna come. He's gonna bigger. come. Yeah, Atletico. Yeah. You gotta think he's getting rested for this. Um. But Atleti seems to be trending mildly mm-hmm. upwards, whereas United is still trending downwards. Um, and my goodness, that Aguirre, Lindelof. Uh-huh. Yep. I know Foden is a pest, but man, they had no answer at all. for. <laughs> they were so disorganized. So I, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Atletico Madrid here. Okay, I'll go Man United. So I, I believe in Papa Krish showing up. Okay. Papa Krish. <laughs> So I might need to put some money on that. All right, cool. <laughs> no, so next one here, Benfica Ajax. I think we might yeah. be different on this one. I gotta believe in my people here at Benfica, pa. Get it done in Amsterdam. Get it done. <laughs> um, I, you know, Sebastian Haller is still scoring for fun. I think he's up to like, I don't know, he's second in the world mm-hmm. behind Lewandowski. Had two more goals today for Ajax. But Ajax, you're right. I mean, they mm-hmm. haven't looked as as great as they did earlier this season. And they really had a tough time getting by RKC mm-hmm. in the year division. So uh, I'm still going to go with Ajax. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like seeing Gonzalo Ramos uh, scoring these days. Yes, Gonzalo Ramos. He's getting like involved that. a lot. That's that's a great mention. But that, the thing here is Benfica has lost the league. So they might go all in. They're not might. They're going to go all in yeah. in the Champions yeah. League in Amsterdam. Yeah. So I'm dying to see that match. But And Gravenberch, he's going to step mm-hmm. up too. I'm dying to see under pressure, Tadic. It's going to be really good. But uh, So you go Ajax, I go Befica on this one. Just okay. uh, <laughs> Sporting Man City, look, we don't need to say much, I guess. Man City got it done 5-0. <laughs> uh, yeah, thank you yeah, and City's going to be hella mentioned. Don't worry, City fans. Red <laughs> uh, Bull Salzburg against Bayern Munich. Man, I, I, I would love... like <laughs> I would love to see Red Bull Salzburg do something here, but I just can't see a way, aside from a favorable, you know, penalty call early on, or Adayemi gets, you know, five penalty calls in one half, uh, yeah. like he did in the group stages. I know it wasn't that many. 
but I, I just don't see Bayern giving this one up, even though they haven't been the Bayern that we all know. Right now. Uh, okay, uh, I agree with you. Bayern Munich going through two. And I had to end it up. You, you must have understood. The last one, okay? PSG yeah. against Real Madrid, okay? 1-0 yeah. first leg in Paris. How's it going to go in Bernabeu, in your opinion, Bretson? If I get another Camavinga bomb, like I saw <laughs> over this weekend... Um, I, I am thinking, no, Benzema is in hot form again. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say at the Bernabeu, Real Madrid will get it done. Uh, but Kylian Mbappe is probably going to have something to say about that. Mm. Well, but I, no, I go Madrid. I go well, Madrid. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Ah, you see, I want to go opposite to you. <laughs> you see, but, okay. the but if I go with my heart, I'm going to say Real too. Okay. Because yeah. Benzema... Vinicius Jr., I think, in the second leg, he's not going to be like he was in the first one. Vinny Jr. is going to turn up in the Bernabeu against against PSG, okay? So, but I hope. I got to I gotta hope Nunez plays well, man. <laughs> I got to hope that Nunez plays well. But we're going to yeah, mention... I mean, if, sorry, sorry. Yeah, if, if, you're, if you're PSG, do you go into this attacking? I mean, attacking is the best defense because... The only thing I'm still pissed at Real Madrid about is is how they played that first leg. Mm -hmm. um, because we do have to remember, and maybe this is just a friendly reminder to those that are listening, there is no there's no away goals here. Yeah. So one goal is one goal, you know, or, or, you know, if Inter Milan gets an early goal, like it's game on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it, it really is. And and um, that's this PSG Real Madrid. I mean, I could also see it going to penalties and then it's just a coin toss. I agree um, totally with you. But and you said it too. It's the, who decides this game is Mbappe. If Mbappe yeah. doesn't play well against against Madrid, PSG is mm. over with. So yeah, there's I, also a certain guy named Messi. I mean, he could have something <laughs> to do with that. Well, yeah, I agree with you, but like mm, Casemiro, like we're, we're gonna mention the Real Sociedad game, and Casemiro was not. It was not just a beautiful pass that he did in that game. Okay, that was a yeah. beauty. Okay, yeah. but. It's it's he's been solid, okay. Defensively, always involved, and Camavinga, uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> Modric, like I, I think I think Real Madrid is going to be very difficult to beat. Verratti though too, Verratti yeah. is going to be crucial too yeah. for 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 PSG to get that W. Okay, if they yeah. get that W, it's with Verratti too. But I go, I yeah. believe in Real Madrid too. But but Lionel Messi, this is this is his stage to shine because he's the grizzled veteran. He's the one that's uh, mm -hmm. he has made Real Madrid fans um, very unhappy in the past at the Bernabeu. So I I don't know. I mean, it could be we we could wind up looking at yeah peak Messi all over again, um, all over these guys. But uh, I, I just think the cohesion of Real Madrid is going to to get the better of them. I don't know. I don't know. Now I'm kind of trending towards PSG. Mm. Um, well, but I'm a, I'm a waffler. I'm an admitted waffler and I will be for the rest of my life because well, I argue with myself all the time. So well, that's the one to watch. Well, it's interesting though, that like Ronaldo and Messi both are in the champions league, like, and they're still like, you know, grizzle veterans yeah. as you like to say. So yeah. let's see, let's see. So people tell us your predictions. Okay. In the comment section. Okay. Yep. Goals moments okay man of the matches i believe ronald's gonna be the man of the match against atletico felix okay if not ronaldo <laughs> you know what i'm saying guys okay so go down in the comment section below and say what you think is gonna happen so now let's get down with the new news and yeah we got to start with the manchester derby you know 
Yeah, we could we could start with that. We could start with that. There I think go. that was you know mildly entertaining, except in the fact you know unless you're a United fan, that was <laughs> good set, good setup to start. I agree with you, but I think it was clear as day, okay, yeah. that a hundred and thirty million that Man United spent on Bissaka and Maguire is down the yeah. drain, okay. Dalo is better than Bissaka. And Maguire wouldn't play if Varane didn't have COVID, okay? So that is 130 million people. I just had to start with that because that's the, that's if you don't have a solid solid base uh, pillars at the back, yeah. you're going to suffer. You're going to suffer mentally. Very tough. Very tough. Oh, but, but you know, I mean, uh, City City can still get it done even with uh, without Ruben Diaz. So, mm-hmm. um yeah, that was tough to watch. Um, Maguire, just so many weird, just dumb decision-making mm-hmm. things that I didn't understand at Lindelof. I mean, we all know Phil Foden is just this, like, Jack Russell Terrier, like, nipping True. at your heels, right? He's just a pest, a flea. Um, and he he had them so occupied that those those balls into, uh, into De Bruyne, that first goal, mm-hmm. I mean, they just were frozen. They didn't know what to do. Agreed. And it just was so tough to watch. Although they look good at times. United did look good at times on the transition. Um, mm. You know, Pogba, they, they had some chances. Jaden Sancho scored oh. a really nice goal. Uh, but it was Bruno Fernandez that actually created that space for him. So, like, there were some minorly okay signs at, at the start from United. But then City in that second half just, like, I, I think- took over. I think Ralph Ragnick tried to try to invent too much, in my opinion, because if Cavani doesn't play, if Ronaldo doesn't play, who should mm-hmm. play at the nine? It's Rashford. It's Rashford. Okay, Rashford, in my opinion, I am not the biggest fan of Marcus Rashford, but in my opinion, he should have started this game. He should have started this game against Man City. Okay, that's how I have to start, and I hated to see McFred. I don't. I, why? Is, people keep on insisting on the same things and yeah. yes we gotta say it like yeah. it's not the it's the hip it might be the hip it's speculation yeah. around it Ronaldo okay and one thing's guaranteed with hip with not hip with whatsoever if he yeah. if Man United don't get into the top four Cristiano Ronaldo is gonna leave the club okay this man wants to set records in the Champions League, so I think that's fair, okay? Because those are the demands for a winning player. But... You think, you think he regrets leaving Juve at all? No, I think he regrets going to going to United <laughs> instead of City, maybe. <laughs> that's because... Oh, uh, yeah, uh, look, it's... Look, marketing-wise, I understand. He would have... Uh, the legacy... Okay, that he had a Man United would have been tarnished if he had gone to City, maybe. But, like, his numbers. He would have more than 20 goals. More than 20 goals. Okay, yeah. so... I- he'd, rather be, he'd rather be a legend in goal-scoring terms than, mm-hmm. than in reputational terms, is my guess. So, I, I, I might agree with you there. Well, um, ah, come on! Well, I didn't say Ronaldo that. I didn't say well, that. I just believe he. Be- he re- there was a, a bigger goal with Man United, and honestly, sure. if Ibrahimovic in the past said like the club was 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 shambolic, he needed to play for a water bottle and things like that in the academy. Like, I, look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go t- too bold on that. But I did see 
positive news, Man United fans, okay, that Eric Ten Hag wants the job, okay, yeah. that for me is the best news you can get, <laughs> okay, for sure, okay, Ralph yeah. Ragnick needs to set up this team for Eric Ten Hag because Sancho with Ten Hag, Donny back, okay, they might get Frankie, sign up Frankie De Jong, okay, that, it's going to be unbelievable if it happens, so, uh, yeah. Something needs to be done. Yeah. Something needs to be done because, yeah, they're, uh, what is it? They, they're in fifth place or sixth place? They're in fifth well, place. Fifth. <laughs> not looking good. And Ronaldo, too. Like, if he's going to leave, who's going to pay? PSG. PSG can, has the money to pay. Real Madrid, come back. Real Madrid, come back. Is that a situation? Is that really what they're aiming for, though? I thought they were aiming to get younger. I agree with you. I have a little more continuity. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but Ronaldo mm -hmm. with Ancelotti, that'd be that'd be that'd be intriguing. Mm -hmm. um, but Newcastle, yeah, I, I don't know. Newcastle going all it's the salary, you know. I don't think I don't. Then it's Champions League. So, guys, put down below what you think's gonna happen with Ronaldo <laughs> because we could go go crazy here in the pod. Like reduce salary, go to Sporting Bayern. Wolves is a bold option because George Mensch. Newcastle, yeah. Bold, PSG, Real. So pick one of those teams, put down below, okay, and go bold with that one. <laughs> but but I, uh, I do have to ask you. I mm. do have to ask you, this this hip flexor. Yes. Okay. I mean, unless something else comes out where it wasn't actually a hip flexor and it was him with a dust up with Rangnick because he was not going to start him or something like that. That is pure and utter just speculation, but <laughs> can be, but uh, are you worried at all? If it's a hip flexor that, that he'll be a hundred percent 18 days from now. <laughs> I mean, considering that laundry list of injuries that Portugal is like, Oh my days, man. Dealing with. I, I'm sorry. I don't, you know, that's why I started with a happy story because you know, this, this is, oh. I'm starting to get worried for you. You got Cancelo. Cancelo's out. Mm -hmm. uh, you've got Ronaldo with a hip flexor, but he should be back probably as early, probably this week. Yeah. Uh, like, let's be honest. He's let's not going to sit out. He's even 99%. Um, Ruben Diaz out. You've got uh, Renato Sanchez out, as you just kind of laid out for me. Um, <laughs> but you do have depth. You have depth. You have solid players. Man, Ruben um, is a huge miss, Bretton. Like, I honestly, because there's no replacement. There's yeah. no rep like Ronaldo. We could like say Jota. We can play around things, okay. Sure. But like Ruben, Ruben, I, I my heart dropped when I saw that cool. news of Ruben Diaz not play. Uh, of not no, literally. I'm like, you're getting me, you're getting me crazy, man. I thought we we're gonna talk about this in the World Cup playoffs, but yeah, I really need man Ruben, uh, like Ronaldo, to step up because Ruben ain't there, man. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, man. But Ruben. Not being <laughs> there at Man City, that was no problem with Laporte and Stones. And I have yeah. to mention here on the positive side with Portuguese players and still with the Manchester derby, Bernard Silva. Okay, yeah. we saw Bernard Silva playing in a new role. Okay, in mm -hmm. midfield, and I gotta say this honestly, Bernard Silva, in my opinion, was the best player. Okay, discrediting the goals, De Bruyne and Mares for me. The Bernard Silva is the most impactful player for Man City and Guardiola's style of play. Bernard Silva is a genius, a master, okay, in terms of tacticians-wise, okay? And Guardiola yeah. loves it, okay? And Bernard Silva said this two days ago, and I want to say this because 
I think it was key to see him playing so well today. And it was at the end of the season, I'm going to sit down with Man City and see what's best for both. Okay? And my question for you, Breton, is, is it the best for Bernard Silva to leave Man City? Depends on if they win the Champions League, right? Um, I mean, I, I could see him at I, I could see him at Real Madrid. I, I was going to say that. I honestly yeah. think he's going to go to Real Madrid. I yeah. honestly think Bernard wow. Silva... Man, I, we didn't talk about this. No, I, we didn't. That was completely off the cuff. Honestly, I, I, I really believe in him. I really... Yeah. No, and I, because Modric is going to go. Mm-hmm. And he is the perfect replacement for Luka Modric at Real Madrid. Breton, all my days, man. That's pretty. That's that's pretty good. Oh. Uh, we're not we're not normally as in sync. Oh as, my as, days! And, I was gonna say. And what that. I love about it, yeah, Bernardo's got Bernardo can play various places, mm-hmm. you know. So that versatility would be absolutely like mind blowingly perfect. And Barca no. And Barca yeah. no. Barca would be the fit for the yeah. style of play. But considering who's going to leave at Real, there's just a huge gap to open. I love it. I love it. I was going to say that. He's he's definitely going if City wins the Champions League, Mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. I mean, he's wanted to leave in the past, right? He hasn't been like open, open, but he also hasn't like completely shut it down. Um, I believe he may have even said in those quotes, like, Mm -hmm. I had wanted, but I'm I'm here. I'm going to fight. I'm going to be respectful and I, you know, want to do what's best for Manchester City. Uh, but yeah, he has turned into um, just a phenomenal player this year. So consistent, so sure. consistent. And I, you also got a shout out in that, in that Manchester Derby. I mean, I already gave him a little bit of praise, but Phil Foden, um, a lot of what he's doing right now does not show up on the stat sheet. And it, it is so much fun to watch and how just under the, under the skin mm-hmm. of defenders he gets, considering how small he is uh just that mobility um True. really really was just destroying Lindelof and Maguire they had no clue where he was at times but, uh, it was a pretty revealing game and mm-hmm. um makes me still think City's gonna pull out the Premier League even though at least Liverpool's making it interesting making it interesting making yeah. it very interesting but you know we can probably bop over from there unless there's something else you want to say on that we'll stay in the premier league and we might want to talk about a certain well last last thing i have to mention on the city side is bernard silva i think is gonna leave for sure because city's gonna get a striker city is gonna get a striker with guardiola saying next summer they need a top 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 class striker and i'm gonna say some names kane lautaro martinez holland these are the top three candidates Okay, for Man City next season, next summer. So yeah. let's see. I think they're not getting Holland, but yes, you said it, well, Chelsea. We did. <laughs> yeah, Sorry. yeah. Well, I, I, I got almost like Lautaro Martinez. We'll, we'll talk about him in a little bit. So let's mm-hmm. make sure we come back to him. But yeah, well, let's bop over to Chelsea because apparently mm-hmm. Conor McGregor is going to buy them. <laughs> Just kidding. It's not actually going to well, happen. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Roman Abram, Roman Abramovich comes out and says, you know, $3 billion valuation. He Mm -hmm. gets a statement that, yes, we'll see if the actions actually come true. But the statement, the second statement, considering what's going on and what's intensifying and how horrific Russia-Ukraine is right now, um, it was a much better statement from Abramovich, right? Um, But the fact of the matter is, is he is selling the club Mm -hmm. and the price tag is $3 billion dollars. 
and you know it's in the cares of the uh the trust, if you will, and he wants nothing to do with the proceeds, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the net proceeds, and he wants it all to go to where? To help um, the, relocate the... refugees, to help to the war, uh, just all sorts of good stuff on paper. We'll see if it actually gets done. And then, of course, to make light of this, Conor McGregor comes in and goes, I'm interested. Uh, here's a $1.5 billion bid on Twitter. <laughs> Right. Um, so we know that he's probably not going to be a part of any of this, but uh, no, there are some interesting people. Yeah, he ain't getting it. But I did see that McGregor is interested in acquiring United, Chelsea, yeah. uh, and the third club is for me the club that he's going to get, and it's Celtic. I believe Connor is going to get Celtic, okay? It's an excellent match. Marketing wise, it's going to be excellent, okay? And come on, yeah. Connor, go bold! Come on! Like the Irish like people that. need you, man. So, uh, <laughs> I like so that. I, I think I think that's the I think that's the deal. But you said three billion. Yes, I think there's even like uh, the uh, the profits he relocates. Yes, to the victims, and yeah. there is a debt that the club doesn't need to pay back to Roman Abramovich. He just he just he lets it go. He said, <laughs> "No, but all it's all marketing, okay? In my opinion." Yes. But but I don't want to go too political on this, but I got to say this football-wise. Yeah. I mm-hmm. believe this is the start of the downfall of Chelsea. Okay? If they don't okay. get the investment, okay, right, okay, someone that is willing to invest in the club non-stop because I just have to say this, ending Abramovich, we'll never mention it again, okay? Abramovich, both Champions League, just Chelsea won, came from Abramovich decisions, okay? Drevilas uh, Boas, uh, how'd you say? I and I got got fired, and Drevilas Boas got fired, and he was replaced by Di Matteo, okay? Champions League happened. Lampard got fired. Tuchel came. Champions League happened. So two decisions, okay, that made Chelsea win the Champions League, changing the manager mid-season. Okay, Roman Abramovich was the man who made those decisions. So big time in big Chelsea history, okay? And yeah, yeah, like he made the club. There were essentially, there's like two eras to that that Roman ownership time mm. right and it was pre-ffp and post-ffp <laughs> so it is going to be pretty interesting moving forward and, and, and uh, yeah <laughs> um so i you know i hey if they lean on their academy a little more um none of us are going to be unhappy it's just uh are they gonna have to wait a little bit longer to get a premier league title who knows but i actually do think that they might come out of this um mm. No, I don't know. No, I mean, no, it, you no. can't argue they're going to come out stronger because currently they're the reigning European champions. So it's kind of hard I, to say that. Exactly. But but, I, but it's not it, even that. It's like the management that you see at Arsenal, they're getting better. United, okay, they're bad, but yes. they're going to improve. Non- you're going to have a phase, okay? Mm-hmm. But Chelsea, you just can see there's a lot of pieces that can go wrong with Chelsea. And you want stabilized uh you want stability in a club okay and at the top at the top and if there's no stability at the top bad things can happen so people watch out tell us in the comment section what you think is going to happen with chelsea okay we want to know what you guys think and uh but yeah well you know speaking of chelsea 
Mm. You want to pop over to Syria pretty quickly? Yes. Oh, I know it. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, mean, I, I gotta say, I know it was uh, what was it, forty million, forty million euros for uh, for Tammy Abraham. What a but uh, twenty goals, twenty goals for Tammy Abraham in his first season for AS Roma, first full season, even after you know a pretty unceremonious exit from Chelsea. He's been like pretty mm. class under Marina, uh, Mourinho. I, I'm sorry, but he is <laughs> he is the first English player. I believe in at least the top five leagues, the top five, you know, the best leagues mm -hmm. um, to hit 20 goals yes. this season. So, you know, good on you. I mean, Southgate, it, it, Southgate, Southgate, Southgate. Yeah. <laughs> Agent Gareth. Well, um, got to say it. You got to say it. You, you set it up, man. If Gareth yeah. Southgate doesn't call up Tammy Abraham after what you just mentioned, shambolic okay i'm not we're not saying him to go back to chelsea we're just saying he's gonna be called up for england people okay <laughs> so that should happen but, but would you be against a tammy return to stanford bridge yes um, yes you know you you go yeah for, for somebody that's proven 20 goals let's be honest if it wasn't tammy abraham uh, they'd probably be sending scouts to take a look at him anyway i agree um obviously they didn't spend 110 or so on romelu lukaku but uh, 20 goals for Tammy Abraham. I mean, Roma's not having the year that they really wanted to have, but uh, he's been nothing but solid and classy uh, for them. And uh, I, I hope it continues. Look, I, I think it's great. I only said I only said no because it's 80 million. Okay, and they paid That's 100. Uh, they paid 100 uh, for Lukaku. It's not going too well. And I honestly mm -hmm. think they got the false nine set with Kai Havertz. Put him at the spot, and I don't think Adam Ambrosia too. Okay, yeah. so I think Tammy might come back. I think you know who should take Tammy Abraham seriously, honestly. Wait, let, let me Arsenal. Oh, Arsenal. I was gonna say Newcastle. No, Arsenal. They need a striker, a top English striker with all this youth of Fords. Like Tammy yeah. would have something to prove in London. Okay, so yeah. I think that would be the best club for Tammy Abraham. But like yeah. Mourinho. This is something yeah. that the media often likes to say, oh, youth players don't play well with Marine, this, that, and the other thing. Complete strikers play really well with Mo, man. I got to say that, okay? And Tammy fits the bill with Mo, and he's already saying, I love, I'm loving AS Roma, okay? So yeah. that's, that's the positivity that it is. And they need to get that top four and that Atalanta win, okay? With that late winner of Tammy Abraham. It's mm -hmm. crucial, okay, especially for a guy like Mourinho that it lives for the confidence yeah. of that locker room, okay? Mm -hmm. So they need that top four, okay? Now with Vinch, good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so it's it's yeah. heating I, up. I, like, I mean, Assyria, Assyria I, I don't know if people have been watching, but mm -hmm. uh, first through third right now, one point separates them. Yes. Okay, so you've got Inter at the top. One point ahead of both AC Milan and Napoli, who is still in it. Um, they looked indestructible at the beginning of the year, and they have since kind of shown that they're not. Mm -hmm. uh, but they've still only allowed 19 goals this year. Um, so Serie A is like the most interesting league to watch currently, because behind that, you have yeah a resurgent Juventus with Vlahovic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, only about seven points behind uh, the leader. Um, whereas up. you go first to third in in the uh, in the Premier League and it's what like thirteen points even though <laughs> right uh, so there's a big difference there's a multiple horse race uh, for the Scudetto um, and and I'm, I'm going to say it right now you you brought up you brought up Lautaro earlier yeah we have uh, to yeah. he's 
he's he's scored Lautaro Martinez has scored 14 goals in 19 Serie A starts. Okay, and I'm going to say this right now: he's not having a good season. Yeah, 10, 10 game droughts, ten yeah. games without scoring. Like he just scored a hat trick at 56 minutes, and he's not having a good season. Okay, <laughs> and, and it comes down to the fact that he played. He, he scored his hat trick against, uh, and I'm going to butcher the name, but Salernitana. Mm-hmm. Um, and his last goal, his last Serie A goal, was in December, mid-December. Nice. And guess who it was? Who, uh, guess who it was against? Salernitana. <laughs> so he's not scoring against the Juve's of the world. He's not scoring against Napoli or or um, he plays for Inter or AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then you obviously look at his track record for Argentina. I know he's got a bunch of goals and a bunch of caps for mm-hmm. Argentina. So yeah, I, I don't think he's having the season that puts him up there. Like if I were to pick my top three strikers in Syria, Lautaro mm-hmm. Martinez is not there. Well, uh, but no, yes, no. you insert him into a Manchester City lineup, right? I, Which is what I you were alluding to. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I think he's going to uh, well, he's going to do damn well. I, th- I, th- but, I think you, you said it really well, man. Lautaro has picked up form, hat trick now, and I gotta yeah. mention too on the Inter side, Nicola Barella. Okay, yeah. he's twenty five. Okay, and honestly. Every year that passes, I want to see him go from Inter, Breton. Honestly, I want to because people don't seem to give the credit that Barella deserves. This guy is a world-class midfielder. Nine assists already in Serie A. His highest right. tally ever. Okay, so hopefully we're yes. going to see much more of Barella. And people really put the respect on his name world-class midfielder yeah. okay and we, we probably got to throw Zeko in there too because he had two goals and an assist and and, and i get it you, you're playing against a team that is very hard pressed to uh escape relegation this year mm-hmm. uh but um aiden Zeko just he just gets it done he just gets it done i mean he's th- what 34 35 years old and he's still just two goals and an assist it's great but uh yeah inter is going to need to do better um, and they're going to need Barella to lead them through and Lautaro to score against the big teams um, if they're going to repeat as Scudetto champions because, uh, yeah, Milan looks good. Napoli could resurge no. pretty soon, and they're still within one point. And I think Juventus has the best-looking schedule as you get closer to the end of the year. Agreed, agreed. Um, I, so- I might just say here a bold prediction. I think Juventus is going to end uh, end up ahead of Napoli at the end of the season. I re- like I know that's why it's yeah. bold. Like the difference right now. Let's see at yeah. the end. Let's see at okay. the end. One is going well, upwards, the other. Yeah. <laughs> Not so much. So, Not, but I, I do have to. I do have to bring up even crazier in Syria, and I don't think we've talked about spending this much time on Syria. But even crazier is team. You know, Genoa. Right. Genoa mm. is in 19th place out of 20 teams in Syria. And they have won exactly, you ready for this? One game this season. Okay. They've won one game. They have drawn 15 games. And they've lost 12. You want to know when that one win was? (laughs) First match day. First match day. September. I think it's September 12th, 2021. Um, So Genoa... I don't know what the hell is going on there, but they drew again, scoreless draw this past weekend. And I, I don't know what you do now, but uh, anyway, Syria, I'm having a lot of fun because I have access to it here. It's on Paramount Plus, and I've been watching a whole lot of it and it's been, uh, it's been eye-opening. 
been good stuff. I didn't know, man. I didn't know yeah. about that. Genova fans, I don't know what's up, but put down below if you know what's up and tell us. I'm, I want to know what's up yeah. with Gen They were playing this morning, so I should have I should have yeah. seen more on that. But uh, what I got to say is Benzema, okay? I have to yeah. mention Benzema here with the news because mm -hmm. Benzema has scored more than 20 goals, okay? Fourth season in a row, okay? World-class levels, okay? Benzema, especially leading up to the World Cup, is going to be big. But my question is, okay, I have a yeah. question. With all uh -oh. this Benzema legacy now that Ronaldo's left and Benzema yeah. became a much, much more complete individual player, okay? The, the numbers got better. Like, individually, Benzema improved, okay? So my question is, do you think, uh, Bretton, Benzema... Would have had a better legacy if he had left Real Madrid. Oh, mm -hmm. I mean, it depends on where he would have gone. I, I get you, but honestly, yeah. do you like? By I it, don't. Is there any chance? Do you think? Okay, I'm gonna gonna re, re. Do you think? Is there any chance that Benzema's career would have been better if he had left? If if he hadn't gone to Real Madrid. Um. I don't know. I really like those old Lyon teams. Um, mm -hmm. You know, when they were when they were at the end of their dominance in League One. It was a uh, but, it, but yeah, but I I don't know if there was a better place for him to go. I think the place in terms of where he was in his career, the place where he would have gone would have been the Premier League. Mm -hmm. And I don't know where he would fit in in the Premier League. In fact, I don't ever see him playing at the Premier League. But that could just be because yeah, he's held out at Real Madrid. I think it's amazing what he's what he's done there. And I think mm -hmm. his career is actually aside from the French national team, you know, getting essentially how many years was he kicked out of that squad? Yeah. Um, maybe for good reasons. We'll never know. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but uh, yep. there's other things in his personal life. I think that stability that he got at Real Madrid um, for the most part mm -hmm. uh, wound up. This was like the place that would deal with all of the baggage that comes with being Kareem Benzema. I agree. Um, Very so well I, said. Yeah, very well. So said. yeah, I don't, I don't think I think him leaving, him bopping around, uh, different environments, different everything would have been worse for him. I agree. So. I agree. I think the best decision. I think career Karim Benzema had the best mm -hmm. had the best career he could have had at Real Madrid. I agree with you, Bretton. I agree with you. And yeah. gotta say too, what an era we had. Okay, like with Lewandowski, Luis Suarez, Aguero. Okay, and Benzema. Like so. We're really lucky. Top, top class strikers, okay? Definitely in a lot of top 10 lists of yeah. the best strikers yeah. ever. Bezema is in my top five. Easy. Is he? Easy. Five. Easy. Five. I really wow. love Benzema, man. Like, since wow. Leon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in okay. Suarez, but that's another conversation, but I really had to yeah. say that on Benzema. Yeah. Sounds like episode 47 is going to be a uh, barn burner. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we could we could maybe put together our top tens at some point. We mm -hmm. should do that. Um, even though I hate doing that stuff, I, I, I think it. that would be a lot of fun. Because um, there is a lot of personal mm -hmm. kind of preference that goes down to it. And yeah, I True. grew up I grew up watching those Lyon teams and being so excited. Benzema, Janino, Sidney Govu. I mean, I loved a lot of that squad and that dominance there. Um but, mentioning, but, yeah, we but yeah. mentioning big time here, Benzema, Real, we're mm -hmm. going to talk. We got to talk. We didn't talk about them booze. Balling <laughs> out. 
balling out, okay, and showing I mean, why Xavi believes in him. Okay, I, I loved it. I loved it. That was elite display by Dembouz last week. And this and and today, okay, yeah. the comeback, okay, against Elche, I absolutely yeah. loved it. And it yeah. shows that Barca is here to win games, okay? Three wins in a row, okay? Mm -hmm. Something that mm -hmm. hadn't happened in La Liga this season and 11 games unbeaten in yep. La Liga. Chabi ball effect is full display. And Holland, yeah. you know it. You come, you come, man. You know, you know it. You gotta come, okay? It's being set up for you. Uh, yeah, I just had to say that. I just had to uh, say that. Well, I, I do agree with you about the, the Barcelona. I mean, that character building oh. comeback. I get it. It's it's Elche, but and, oh, and there's a <laughs> there's an absolute necessity to it being done. But Barcelona is in that period of time where they have to beat the teams that they should beat. Yes, and that's exactly what they did. You pick up those points, you'll wind up in the top four, right? You'll wind up maybe even higher than that if you get some big derby wins like we've seen with mm -hmm. Barcelona. So he is instilling. I mean that that type of thing, that type of. Um, Grit, I guess you could call it, is exactly what's needed there, especially when you got a bunch of 17 and 18 year olds in your 11. Um, but but I do have to give Usmane Dembele a whole lot of credit. I mean, we, we've all said it when the kid is healthy he and performs. he's a lot, he, he performs and he is one of the most electric players to watch on this planet. I mean, I don't think I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, it's just keep him healthy and keep his head centered, and uh, and and hopefully. I, I, would love to see him stay at Barcelona and usher in this new era um, that's happening there, but we'll see. But yeah, that's uh, what you said it right. Unbeaten in 11. I think yes. they've won like nine out of their last 14 games. They're, they're doing pretty dang well for themselves. And it's um, the mentality too, Breton. And like, I have mm -hmm. to mention to Ter Stegen at the end with a crucial save. Okay. And, but yeah. Elche isn't bad Breton. Okay. Elche oh. with this coach hadn't lost the game at home. Hadn't no. lost the game at home, okay. And so Elche, like, uh, they're they're not too bad. And honestly, I was expecting a draw. I was expecting okay. a draw personally, okay. What so getting it done, okay. Ferran Torres, Fati, Holland yeah. is gonna is gonna come, <laughs> and yeah. Gavi Pedri. But I gotta say too here, Pablo Torre, okay. They signed yeah. up this kid from Racing Santander, midfielder, five million, okay, right now. 20 million mm -hmm. add-ons in the future, maybe. So until 2026, let's see what happens. Fabrizio Romano said that they think it's like a Pedri-esque type deal. So sure. I'm hyped up about it because I haven't seen too much about this kid. And yes. I, I want to see it. I want to see it, it. it. It's amazing. Like the first little rumor, the for, first little nugget that came out about it. And then within what, like two hours it was announced. Mm -hmm. So somebody got wind of it early and that was... Uh, I mean, we know that that's likely a good piece of business uh, because they've been scouting him for years, just like they were scouting Pedri at Las Palmas uh, mm. before they brought him in. So I would think that this, you know, unless there were massive cuts in the scouting department at Barcelona, um, they, they, they've been watching this guy and they know exactly what he can do. And he looks, he looks like a, a hell of a prospect for them. Mm -hmm. And he's not even really a prospect because he's a 2003 so I think he's, yeah, he's 19, maybe 18, 19. Mm, he's 18. Um, he's 18. Yes. 18. Yeah. So you could see him, you know, getting time um, mm -hmm. in this new, new world. 
uh, <laughs> that Barcelona is living in. But I'm, I'm telling you, I, I am starting to come around mm-hmm. to the fact that Xavi is, is giving a bunch of young ballers uh, that clearly have talent. Um, it, that there, I think there's more than than tactically. I think there's more of a character instilling um, type of situation going on here, um, and the tactics will soon maybe even catch up to that, um, and and you'll start to see Chavi Ball in full effect. I don't think we've seen it just yet. No. Um, but we also haven't seen um, the the ups and downs that come with starting a bunch of young guys, right? True. Um, so we'll see. Maybe that doesn't happen. Uh, because I don't know, Luke de Jong decides that he wants to actually put all of his head balls away. Um, and it, it, you know, allows some of these young guys, uh, they don't have to do everything, uh, because sometimes a Depay can get stuff done. A de Jong can get stuff. I mean, they're looking good. I think, and, 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 and I honestly though, I think the locker room knows that for them to get the players that they need, they need champions league football. That mm-hmm. I think the locker room at Barca should be all saying that. Danny Alves, okay, saying the character. Like, we need to get dubs to sign players, okay? And I even say, I, I have to mention this quote that Laporta said, okay? Mm-hmm. Meeting between Xavi and Haaland. That, that's, that, that's, uh, that's, that's not on me. That's, all, that's what he said. That's not on me. Yes. So, yeah. like, it's so that must be the talk, okay? And if they're already talking to these types of players, the locker uh-huh. room must be expecting that these players are watching. So, I expect yeah. Barca with Champions League football next season, Brighton. So, I, I mean, I'm, I'm gonna agree with you here. Um, I, I really, I, I still think there's going to be a pullback, but then again, we're in, we're, we're almost done the season. <laughs> you know, we are not that far away. I mean, how many games are we looking at and, remaining? And there's here? another thing, too, that I expect that is very positive for Barca yeah. fans. And it's, you're going to sell Coutinho for 40 million to Aston Villa, okay? Because sure. Coutinho already has seven games, three goals, and three assists, okay? Instant impact, okay? The Premier League was made for him, okay? This magician yeah. is the word yeah. for Coutinho, okay? They're going to sign him up. Aston Villa has to sign him up, okay? World-class player with Stevie G at Aston Villa. So, yeah. yeah. I don't – I don't. did you see those uh, Steven Gerrard quotes about Coutinho and him <laughs> giving him, like, hip problems and knee problems? <laughs> I don't I don't really understand it, but those of us that want to translate Steven Gerrard, uh, please do so in the comment section. Um, but I think it was just a long-form way of saying, yeah, Felipe Coutinho is just – world class when he is on and and that's that's what we've seen so yeah you're right three goals three assists seven games uh has had an effect in pretty much every game he's been in they had some weird jekyll and hyde stuff that happened where they lost to two teams one zip and they shouldn't have um but yeah they were back to fine Southampton. Southampton. and that's yeah southampton who has been trending upward four nil one goal one assist coating and i have to say too because we're not going to talk prem like and then it's I have to say to Newcastle, okay, Newcastle yeah. remain undefeated in the Premier League with eight goals, okay, and mm-hmm. Ryan Fraser went bold yeah. against Brighton with one goal and one assist, man, and Brighton is having one hell of a season. So big yeah. up on Eddie Howe and in Newcastle, what they're doing, okay. Watch out, 
Okay. Yeah, they got that. Um, I don't know if it was Eddie Howe or it was the the potential of everybody having to work for their jobs in the future. <laughs> um, but there is a next next man up mentality at Newcastle because mm-hmm. if it isn't Joe Linton having a game, it's uh, Augustine. If it's not Augustine, it's um, mm-hmm. it's Ryan Frazier, like we mm-hmm. saw. Uh, and these are guys that were not brought in recently, right? Like Bruno Guimaraes still has not really played I that agree. much. I, was, yeah, um, I agree. So that, that that next man up mentality is literally what they needed um, at the beginning of the season, and it never happened. So they look, you know, you can't yet say that they're safe, but they look pretty damn safe. And well, I'm glad I didn't bet anything. <laughs> on, um, Seven on points, Breton, above relegation. Yeah. That is pretty nice, man. That's pretty nice. Yeah. Everton fans, man. Like, you're relying on Anthony Gordon and Alain San Maxime's getting... No, I'm joking. I'm not going to get... It's tough. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll just put Augustine. I, I, um, what is it? San Maxime. I'm so, sorry. So... I said Augustine, which is a different player completely. Um, <laughs> oh, but man. anyway, yes. speaking of like this next, men, next step up mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Or the mentality that's being instilled at Barcelona. I think you have to go over to League One for a second because... Mm. Uh, nice right mm. nice okay we looked at nice last year they brought in a bunch of intriguing players right yes. a lot of who have been injured for some time uh and then they make the signing of probably one of the most underrated signings of this year and that that's been omin guiri right and it might have been before Facts. this year it was definitely before this year but anyway the the second biggest signing here was who it was their coach right uh leal won last year just completely, you know, ran away with it in the end. Not really ran away with it, but beat a, a heavily favored PSG, and it was Christophe Gaultier yes. who went there, right? Or who was who was the architect of all of that, um, putting together all of these players and making them work, uh, getting the most out of um, the big Turkish striker whose name I can't remember right Yilmaz, now. Who's like, Yilmaz. Do? Yes, Yilmaz, Barak. Um, and then, of course, he, he does what? He sees the writing on the wall. He says, this is not going to last, even though I've got champions league football i'm going to take on a new challenge and i'm going to go to where nice right so not even one year later you've got he's got nice in second place Mm -hmm. and in the final of the coupe de france and guess who they've beaten twice this year psg psg (laughs) psg twice in like the last six weeks and guess who didn't play mbappe Well, that that is interesting, but still, PSG should be good enough to beat Nice. Um, so PSG is still going to run away with League One this year, right? Mm. There's no doubt about yes, that. Yes, They're yes, still yes. ahead by 13 points. <laughs> but I think you've got to start looking at Christophe Gaultier. Mm. And and I know he's not, you know, he's not high end. Talking about Zidane, right? We're not talking about these these names that everybody kind of fashions for the PSG head boss if Pochettino leaves at some point. But I think you have to start looking at Christophe Gaultier because he has League One f- um, figured out. Mm-hmm. And all he needs, all he needs is the proper financial support, mm-hmm. which he'll get from PSG, definitely. True. Um, or the proper talent. And he likely could get PSG their Champions League title. Maybe. So I'm, I'm going to put, Great if he point. hasn't already, I'm going to put his name in the hat for taking over PSG because I think that that's the most logical choice um, beyond just hiring somebody because of their name. Um, I, I don't think Zinedine Zidane is going to do, would do well at PSG, but then again, what do I know? Uh, Gaultier is the guy I if, think, uh, if they have any, yeah, I, come I, on. Don't. I think it's a great shout, honestly. And, but Nice do have a really, I think a billionaire owner too. 
So we don't know the project and the ambitions too of Nice because True. look, Lille were the ambitious club in the past and Gottlieb, yeah. you said it, left Lille to go to Nice. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Guiri <laughs> at the end with Neymar too, like the big time player in that situation was being Guiri and Neymar didn't like it. Okay, so yeah. Nice yeah. might step up in Liga in the future because, yeah, they, they see Casper Dolberg too, underrated player there, so... Yeah, uh, pretty underrated. I mean, they they've got a lot of pieces. They brought over Calvin Stengs, who I know mm -hmm. just has been scoring a little bit as of late, but has been injured most of the time. They got a lot of young pieces that could mm -hmm. do well. And you're right, if they're owned by a billionaire, he might already have the support he needs. But does Nice pack the same pizzazz that exactly. PSG does? No, no, no. no. But, but Nice is, you know, Nice is a pretty awesome town. <laughs> And they can, yeah, um, I agree with you. So, people, put down below in the comment section. Do you think Poch is going to stay? Is he going to go? Say your predictions, okay? But I just wanted to end up the news, okay, with a quote that is being yeah. trendy on Twitter, okay? And I want to know your thoughts on this, okay? And wow. this quote is by Don Opresi, okay, mm. on Twitter. And he said, Trent Alexander Arnold is going to end his career as the best right back in football history. Do you agree with this quote? Too early. <laughs> too, too early. Um, um, well, he's on his no. way. He's on his yeah. way. He's on his way too early. I mean, the, the thing is, is Jurgen Klopp is not going to turn into Sir Alex Ferguson and stay at Liverpool for the next 15 he's not. years. So, you know, Alex Ferguson ushered in this era that, that won so many trophies for uh, mm -hmm. one of the best English backs, right backs that has ever been, you know, produced. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, don't, I don't think Alexander-Arnold's going to have that luxury. I think at some point, he, he, I don't know, do you see Alexander-Arnold being a one-player, one I'm I sorry, think a so. one-club player? I think he's going to stay yeah. at Liverpool, honestly, yes. I think, I think so because I think Klopp's going to stay at Liverpool. Until 2024, okay, okay yeah. when his contract yeah. runs up. And yep. I really believe now that Stevie G is going to be the manager manager that's going to place Jurgen Klopp. So I think Trent's going to gonna like the situation. I think Trent's yeah. going to like it. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah. 23 that's right now. I'm all for bold takes, man. It's, it's, too, it's too early for that, whoever that was that went viral, probably. But 23 um, right now, no right back, okay? He's ahead of Reese James, okay, for this argument of being the best right back in history of football, okay? And I got to say this. Trent Alexander-Arnold at 23 already has a better legacy than Gary Neville, okay? At 23, okay? The moments, the importance, it's not the same, okay? So I am dying to see the next seven years from Trent, yeah. okay? Until he turns turns 30. Man, that is insane how young he still is. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, uh, but he's still not ahead of Cafu, in my opinion. Dani Alves, in my opinion. And my favorite right back I've ever seen, okay? I'm revealing already in the pod. My favorite mm -hmm. right back I've ever seen in football is Philip Lam, okay? And Trent is still not ahead, in my opinion, in the best right backs in football history. He's not ahead of Philip Lam, in my opinion, no. okay? I don't, I don't think so, he's anywhere close just, just yet. I mean, so, we're talking about 
consistency all across the board with mm-hmm. every one of those players you announced previous to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he could make a run at best English right back ever easily. And you already think that he is? is? Uh, is that uh, what I'm hearing? Well, fullback, no. Ashley Cole, I, but I really think Ashley okay. Cole was a menace yeah. and one of the best defensive one-on-one. But... Mm-hmm. Okay, but different vibe. Look, put Ashley Cole yeah. at the left and Trent at the right. That would have been an OP OP squad. Okay, but uh, right. you already have Trent. But no, I believe there's a case for at the end of his career, definitely Breton. Definitely. And, and it is it is funny that the, the, the craziness that um, happened with him missing the Euros. You know. <sighs> oh my! Uh, Southgate. Oh, Southgate doesn't know, look like, good now with that with no. that call. <laughs> just like he wouldn't right. with the Tammy that we announced, okay, earlier, okay? Right. So if there's anything that we've mentioned, that I haven't mentioned with the news, and anything mm. you think we should have said differently, put down below in the comment section, okay? And yeah, let's get into a Wonder Kids. And I have to start, okay? We're still in the Prem. I have to yep. say, Arsenal youth, okay? We're mentioning all big English talents, and mm-hmm. Arsenal is delivering with it. And I have to start by saying... In my opinion, okay, Saka right now is a top three English youngster. No cap, no debate, okay? He has to be in the top three, definitely, okay? Yeah, the I other mean, two, yeah. Foden, Sancho. No? Mm. Would you put Saka ahead of Sancho? Um, yes, I would. I would. Um, yeah, I mean, he's got the most goal involvements out of all the under 21s, I believe, um, yes. in the Premier League this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this I agree. Season, I should say. Um, and uh, well, he's probably most important to that team, Chaka, mm-hmm. to Arsenal, period, um, as it stands. And yeah, the Gunners are like, hey, we were talking about them on their deathbed. <laughs> and they now have, what, three games in hand? Three games or two games in hand, mm-hmm. um, with a with a chance to literally solidify fourth place and beyond, and start chasing uh, the others uh, at the top, Chelsea and Liverpool, um, more so Chelsea. Uh, but they're likely going to wind up with like six points ahead of Manchester United um, in locking this up, and and uh, Saka is like the biggest reason of that. And mm-hmm. I I have to we have to shout out one other player who is not a wonder kid, but in that Arsenal game. Lacazette. Yeah, yeah, Lacazette is fighting for his contract's life, right? He literally, uh, it's like he found his calling with these youngsters. Mm -hmm. Uh, He was the setup man for Saka. What a finish. He was the setup man for Martinelli. What a finish. But both times, it was Lacazette holding off the center back, making the right, properly cushioned pass, Mm -hmm. and boom, it's done. Like, no, he's not Mr. World Class anymore, but I do believe... He has a role to play um, if they want, if Arteta wants to keep him around. And I know not even three, four months ago, people were literally saying, ship him off. I don't care where to get him the hell out of this squad. And he has found his place. Could be because Obama Yang's gone. Could be because it has to be, it has to be. And you said it It, like in the last 10 games, he's got two goals and six assists. So he is leading up this Arsenal youth. And yes, Seven under seven under twenty one players have scored more than five goals in the Premier League, and three of them are Arsenal youngsters. Okay, Saka, Smith Rowe, and Martinelli. Okay, so yeah. I, I'm hyped. And combined goals, Saka's got thirteen, and Smith Rowe eleven. Okay, and he wow. didn't play 
Uh, he didn't no. play against Watford because of COVID, okay, people? But uh, Odegaard was pretty good, too. That link-up play in the first goal with Saka. But, uh, yeah, I, I, okay. I, I liked your take on Saka, man. I, I, maybe I'm being a bit disrespectful, but this season, he's definitely playing better than Sancho. But overall, player... I just I, I I just root with Sancho. I don't know. I just yeah. Eric Ten Hag Sancho might be might be different levels next season. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, that would be a good uh, launching off point. Ten Hag mm -hmm. with Aiden Sancho. Okay. All right. Um, well, I'm gonna have to say because you mentioned somebody else in there when we were talking about Alexander Arnold. But mm -hmm. how good is it to see Reese James back? Yes. You know, Reese James back in form, and that goal. That goal when they were manhandling Burnley yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, that goal where he was just slaloming back and forth, slaloming back and forth. He had them on ice skates, and then boom, he finishes far corner. I just, like, that is Reese James, mm -hmm. and I love it. I love it. I love that he's back. I love that Christian Pulisic had a goal and an assist. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, Chelsea... It's... Chelsea's taking this craziness in stride, but I think it would have been hard-pressed to do anything and mount anything moving forward if Reese James wasn't healthy for them. So I'm happy to see him back. 100%. 100%. And by what you said, it's Chelsea, the key for Chelsea to play well, it's the fullbacks. If the fullbacks are not top-notch, they won't play well. And the injuries of Ben Shilwell and Reese James, that's the reason why they're so far back and not close to Liverpool and City. 100% agree with you. And there's another reason, too. Okay, uh -oh. if you pay yeah. 110 million for Lukaku, you got to play that guy. <laughs> so, understandably. Uh, but I think now we can say that the striker, the false nine, is with a new role at, at Chelsea. And the role is for Kai Havertz, okay? No goal, the, I, no player has scored more goals than Kai Havertz under Thomas Tuchel, okay? So, and the Champions League goal, okay? Historical. The best memory, the core memories of Thomas Tuchel are with Havertz. So, I am sure, I am sure he's going to stay and he's going to, he's going to keep playing him. He's going to keep playing yeah. him because he hasn't lost too many games. I think it's one, one draw. That's the worst result with Havertz. So, yeah. I mean, Havertz grows into the game every time. And he, I, I think what a lot of people kind of get irked mm -hmm. uh, by Kai Havertz about, if that's the right construction there, he does a lot of things very nonchalantly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he does a lot of things. He makes them look minorly, like, effortless. Um, and I get it. He's missed some opportunities, but he, he has better finishing than Timo Werner. Yes. He has better aerial presence than pretty much anyone on the team except potentially Lukaku. Fuck. But... I don't know. He might even have better uh, than Lukaku. Eh, probably not. Uh, he's got an IQ. I mean, he's very, very good. I, I think mm -hmm. most of the time he just needs to be in the 11. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, sometimes like we've seen it, sometimes he's just gone. He's a ghost, <laughs> um, but not so lately. And I think he's really starting to develop a whole lot of an understanding True. between these guys. And we have to remember, like we just talked about his Champions League goal. Mm -hmm. like that was not that long ago, even though to you and I, it feels like with how much so football we consume, call myself <laughs> there, I call it soccer, with how much football we consume, uh, uh, that feels like it was five years ago. And these guys have really not been together that long. They really have not. Um, just like Tuchel's only been there, what, a little over a year? Mm -hmm. So 
it's it's impressive to me that they're they're starting to gel and it's the right time to do so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just whether or not you can get Lukaku on board. No, uh, I think it's not going to happen. I think Lukaku and Chelsea's not going to happen. And yes, Guy Havertz has six goals and uh, six <laughs> goals and assists in his last seven starts for Chelsea. And you mentioned it. The key reason, okay, that he's working out so well. It's the zonal pressing and the combinations that he does with Pulisic, with Hudson-Odoi. He just, the the play, the display, everything links up much better with Havertz. So I think it's going to stay. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, I I got one for you. I'm going to stay in the Mm -hmm. Premier League. Uh, We're going to go a little further down the table. Okay. And go to Norwich City. And how amazing <laughs> you you saw this right? You know what I'm probably going to talk about, but uh, Manchester United Loney, uh, I don't know if that's the term Bra- you make. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Williams. Brandon, Brandon Williams um, was playing for Norwich City. They're probably going to get relegated this year, but Brandon <laughs> Williams gave us the highlight of the week, and it wasn't even involving a football. Um, he beat a man. Okay, he beat a man against Brentford. And, uh, you know, he's running past him. And before you know it, he gets like rugby tackled from behind uh, by this man. And he turns around uh, on the ground and he looks like he's ready to just tear into this person (laughs) that tackled him. And then he sees that it's Christian Erickson, right? And he starts smiling and he hugs him and like pins him on the ground and like hugs him. And it, it just shows you the deference, right? It shows you the respect that like literally anyone has for Christian Erickson. Uh, meanwhile, Erickson's like, get the hell off me. Like, I want to get up. <laughs> this is awkward. Uh, but it was just a great, great kind of the only happy thing I'm sure that came out of the Norwich City uh, 3-1 loss to Brentford. Um, but you just love to see, first off, Christian Erickson back playing. Um, oh. And Brandon Williams understanding this guy deserves <laughs> my respect. <laughs> yeah, you shouldn't do that for sure. And yeah, that no. was a great shout. Great shout. But I have to shout here in the Wonder Kids news. So, Kamavinga. Okay, yeah. against Real Madrid, uh, against Real Sociedad. Okay, what yeah. a game by Kamavinga! And I have to mm-hmm. say this: it's not even the fact that he sh- he, he, he scored a screamer outside mm-hmm. outside of the box. Okay, but it's the fact that Kamavinga, the whole game, he was confident. He had excellent mm-hmm. awareness, and he surely didn't look like an under twenty midfielder. Okay, he seemed like a galactico. So I think Kamavinga for thirty million in five years is going to be one of the biggest bargains in football. Okay, because Kamavinga seems to—he's going to step up. He's going right. to step up, and that left side. Okay, combinations between Ferlan Mendy, Kamavinga, and Vinicius Junior. Nobody wanted anything to do with those three. Okay, at the left. Yeah. So, Solid. oof, yeah, I had some. Yeah, do you there. think you think he's going to earn the? Probably won't start against PSG though. Uh, no, he won't. No, no, no. But he'll be called up for for France in the World Cup. Kamavinga, I can say uh, that. And Chouameni, if Chouameni goes to Real Madrid, Chouameni, mm-hmm. Kamavinga, and maybe Valverde midfield. Jeez. Yeah. Oh my yeah. days. Yeah. No, Bernard Silva. Oh, like we said, Bernard Silva, Chouameni, Kamavinga. Imagine if Real get that done. Yeah. Yeah. You also just gave me an idea for what we could do. Um, I think we should start. I I would love to pick through what who you would call to the World Cup 
uh, whether it's France or any of the qualified teams right now, I think we might need to do that. Because mm. uh, Camavinga is a good shout. I think mm-hmm. there's maybe a little more development that needs to happen. And obviously he's going up against the Shuamanis and some of the others there. Whoops, hit the mic. Um, <laughs> but that is that is going to – I like that. We might need to do that. Construct some World Cup rosters way mm-hmm. too early. Well, um, the dream lineups, but, they're going to come. They're going to come. Yeah, we'll get it done. But I, I gotta, I gotta like you know we were just talking about 18, 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. It was a hell of a weekend for sixteen year olds, okay. And I'm yeah. gonna talk about two of them really quickly. Mm. I'm gonna start in Denmark, Rooney Bargy, okay. okay. I'm sorry if I messed up his name, but he plays for Copenhagen against Ran- Randers FC. Fifth game, he's already got two goals. Scored in this game. Apparently, it was nice. Didn't get to see it. But Rooney Bargi is another person, another player that we mm-hmm. are going at. He's a Swedish winger playing in, in Denmark. Uh, you're mm-hmm. going to have to continue to watch him because it's likely Ajax is going to come after him in the next, you know, I don't know, couple <laughs> months. Um, but then I'm going to go into your neck of the woods and the other 16-year-old that, ah. you know, he got, he, got a, he got a half, I you know. know. Uh, but more importantly, Dario Asugo, mm-hmm. and I'm sorry if I screwed up his name. Got it but right. He got Okay, you got the start for Sporting versus Aruka. Mm-hmm. And 16 years old, played a solid 45 minutes, had four interceptions. But most importantly, he became the youngest player in Sporting history to start a match. Okay? And, and do you know Do you know whose record he beat? Figo. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, man, that's a great mention. Dario is a great mention for you to say because... Dariu at 16, okay, he's got mm-hmm. an excellent awareness on the pitch. You okay. said four interceptions, I'm not surprised, okay? Yeah. And tackling, the guy is really good too, and physically, he's a, yeah. he's, he's a stud at 16 already, okay? So people, watch out. Great mention, yeah. Breton, great mention. Yes. And 16, okay, you're mentioning 16-year-olds, I'm going to mention a 16-year-old. Someone okay. went to Ajax. You said Rooney Bargy could have gone to Ajax. Someone did go to Ajax. And Ryan Bonita, the Anderlecht wonder kid, okay, Techers, has gone to Ajax. And rumoredly, by the secret scout, a lot of teams were in for him. And Ajax supposedly paid big to get Bonita. So I am hyped to see what's going to happen, okay? Because if Ajax really believe in a youngster, this is going to be good stuff. This is going to yeah. be good stuff. I've yet to actually see him in, and the Secret Scout would know more, but I've yet to actually see him in I've seen him play. Know, an 11 v 11 game, but obviously his techers are pretty <laughs> pretty solid. And, uh, you know, his social media game's on point, right? Mm-hmm. Well, no, but he's good. Um, he's no. good, Bretton. He's good. He's good. Oh, very good. Trust, good. trust. Good, good, good. Well, Benita, you got Benita, and then um, Chelsea also poached somebody um, that I know the Secret Scout was talking about oh, as well. Oh, um, Curlos. Yes, yeah, Curlos. I've seen him play. I've seen him play, okay? Port- I've seen him play for the Portuguese uh, youth, youth ranks. And, yeah. okay, what a 10. What yeah. a 10 by Chelsea, okay? I was shocked, okay, that yeah. they – because he's still 15. I was expecting him to, be, to get signed up by 16. But at 15, he's, guys, another player to remember, 10, Leandro Cardoso, okay? And, okay, we're mentioning here Portuguese players in the frame, Carlos Borges, yeah. okay? Yeah. Man- Manchester <laughs> Derby, under-18s. Mark, yeah, uh, Carlos Borges had a hat-trick and an assist, okay, yeah. against Man United under-18s. So 17-year-old forward, Man City, Portuguese youngster, 
Watch out for him too, people. Carlos the biggest Boy. question is, <laughs> does he get a chance at Manchester City well, or does he turn into another Jaden Braff? Remember that name? Hey, or he turns into a Sancho? I mean, actually, this is a great segue because I believe I believe this guy might have been Manchester City previously. But UEFA Youth League happened under everybody's nose this past week. I've been loving watching it, and Jamie Bino Gittens, who who has won me over because he's come back from a terrible injury, right? Like right when he got to Dortmund, he took that step. I believe it was Manchester City to Dortmund. Literally the Jaden Sancho step. Exactly. He took it over there. He had yet to be really involved with the team's bad ankle injury or whatever it was. Kept him out a lot. And then he just came back and he's making up for lost time. Okay. He has six goals in four games in the UEFA Youth League. A goal every 48 minutes. And, you know, the fact that he's fought through injuries in a new culture, uh, in a new, you know, club, he has mm-hmm. yet to really um, practice or, you know, train with the first team, but I'm sure that that's coming. But mm-hmm. that'll watch it. You want that Jaden Sancho effect, Jamie Bino Gittens is the one to watch. So yeah, nice a, to see him healthy. That's a great mention. So is there anything in the Wonder Kids news you want to mention, Breton? Mm, no, I think we, we hit a lot. I, I have the only last thing with me is Javi Simmons, like closing the deal with PSG closer. Oh, supposedly yeah, 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 yeah. we, we, we mentioned, we mentioned he was going to leave, but yeah. yeah, I think he's going to stay as it seems. And why is the one that's going to leave PSG. Okay. Javi yeah. Simmons is going to stay. Why going to leave. <laughs> so people Newcastle return. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Newcastle return for why yeah, Newcastle would be good. Yes, I think Atletico, though. They're interested. I saw some news, too. And that'd be That's interesting. It. Yeah, I think Wijnaldum with Atletico style of play, it would work okay. out, too. So, people. Well, well it, I, got, I got one more, then, that I just remembered. Mm. I didn't. I don't have it in my notes or anything. But there is a good, good, good possibility that, you know, we, we were talking about Arsenal's young mm-hmm. bucks previously. He's now 20, I think. But one of their best strikers uh, or upcoming strikers that has yet to really get a first-team chance uh, under Arteta, Falaren Balogun, um, is very, very close to actually committing internationally to the United States. <laughs> um, if you if you look at our, our crop, right, you've got Ricardo Pepe, and he's 18 years old, oh. and he's in the midst he's in the midst of a transition. So Balogun, I mean, this it's wide open, and you want competition, and I think. Balogun sees that, and uh, he is he is available for the U.S. men's national team. Um, great show. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Great show, nice. great show. And I think you guys can land him, man. You guys, the future is looking bright for you guys. And uh, is there so. anything we haven't mentioned in episode 46 that you'd like to see? Please put down below in the comment section. Do not forget to like this video, okay? Follow us on Spotify if you still haven't. And yeah. Thank you for listening to episode 46, my guys. And yeah, see ya. See ya. See ya. <laughs>